So we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around current sports knowledge, mostly highlighting NBA, NFL, and sometimes college. This week, we give you the best of, and actually the unfortunate death of Kobe Bryant, the Pro Bowl in the NFL, LeBron passing Kobe in the all-time scoring list, Zion's great debut, the Patriots not waiting on Tom Brady along with Philip Rivers, the Saints having a scandal of their own, and the issues still going on with Antonio Brown. But before we get into it, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the host. My name is Alex and Mohammed. Go ahead and say something for them. Hey, just want to say what's up to all our listeners. Thank you for listening, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast and other platforms, including Instagram and Twitter. Yes, subscribe, subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Uh, We will definitely be giving you some really great highlights coming up with the XFL and uh, the NBA Finals, along with the Super Bowl. There's a lot going on uh, sports-wise, as we cover. But our first subject today is the unfortunate untimely death of Kobe Bean Bryant. It has sent shockwaves across the world as he was quite an international star. Uh, he knew several different languages. He spent all of his 20 years in his career in NBA with the Los Angeles Lakers, if you do not know. And there's many other things that make Kobe so iconic that you can say his one name and know exactly who he is. Um, as most people have probably been updated at this point on the unfortunate helicopter crash where him, his daughter, 13 year old daughter, Gianni Gigi, along with seven other passengers passed this past Sunday morning in Calabasas, California. But we'll go ahead and jump into it. I know it's, it may get a little people emotional, but we'll try to actually stick to some sports uh, knowledge and conversation here. But what is your most memorable moment with Kobe or about Kobe? Really, my most memorable moment with Kobe is whenever it's really not just one moment. It's mainly in the early 2000s, whenever he was winning all those championships with Shaq and the Lakers were just on top of the world. And just at that time, it was just such a good time for the Lakers and Kobe Bryant and uh, Shaq. And you you just never saw the end of that. Um, But it, it eventually ended with them. Uh, but just Kobe Bryant winning all those championships, showing that Mamba mentality, that's when it all first started. And he was just on top of the world at that time. Yeah. And my most memorable one right now is it's, it's too many to kind of count. So I'm going to actually go with the most memorable thing about Kobe. It's his drive. His his legacy will be his drive, his Mamba mentality, his you will not outwork me um, mentality. It's not even that, as some people know, uh, when you're shooting a basket in a, a trash basket, what people say is Kobe. Just because of how he was, they don't say Jordan, they don't say LeBron, it's Kobe. And his simple drive and will to win is going to be the most memorable thing about his legacy and who he was. Yeah, I agree. Um, He was like that on the court and off the court. And even after his basketball career, he was reaching even greater heights. He was 
out there winning, uh, I think, um, is it an Oscar or Grammy? One of those. Uh, Academy. He did a short film. Yeah, Academy Award. Okay, Academy Award. But yeah. he he was out here reaching new heights. He was a coach for his his daughter's team. He was teaching the next generation. He was helping uh, current NBA players improve their game. He was a huge mentor. He was just everything at, at the best that he could be. That's what Mamba mentality was. Yes. So he was more than basketball, but he was he was basketball at its greatest. Like uh, the mental, the training, the the fact that he had the same drive with his career on the court as he did off the court, winning an Academy Award after two years of just being retired. Uh, the fact that he was doing the special detail for ESPN where they were, he was breaking down each step on how you're supposed to do this, how you're supposed to do that, the mind into the game and found a new, even a bigger interest in basketball when his daughter took interest in it also. As we recently saw him and his daughter Gianni, the one who died in the helicopter crash, also on the sidelines at Lakers game, uh, and that reignited his joy for. It's, of course, he always had the joy for basketball, but the the joy for the Lakers franchise specifically. And uh, he even said that it's kind of genetic. Uh, but um, just to kind of move it along, there has been with over. 300,000 signatures signed in less than 24 hours. How valid is it for fans case for Kobe to be the new logo of the NBA? Wow. That, that that's a huge move. Um, I know it was, it's, it would be well-deserved. I mean, Kobe, he, he, he's a legend. He, he moved the game so much. He, he showed so much progression. He is the, He's the thing that people should strive to be every single day because that's what he did. He worked hard every single day. He got to the gym, woke up early. He always had the mentality, I'm going to be the best that I can be or the best that there is. And I think it it, it should happen. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would put in their vote for him to be the logo, and I would not mind that. I'm not sure what his logo would be. Um, I mean, I, of course, you know, you got the Mamba um, symbol, but I doubt they do that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm still not sure what that logo would be. But It'd I probably love him dribbling or him dunking. But um, just a little interjecting comment on your him getting early. I was just watching one of his uh, recent interviews uh, that he's done in the past year here, um, mentioning his schedule and even why he was taking a helicopter. That is his main choice of transportation uh well the thing is he actually does get up quite early early it's not the early we even think it's 4 a.m he gets up at 4 a.m to go lift weights and this is even after he's retired he would get up 4 a.m lift weights uh do all that training and enough time to drive back uh, i'm not even sure exactly sure where they lived in california but not too too far away from uh los angeles the staple center but he would drive back to make sure he got up his own his girls got them ready for school and even took them to school and then made the trip right back down uh all before 8 a.m to right back to the staple center to do practice then uh do all of that training 
all throughout the day to then just go and pick up his daughters. He was he became a icon for not just basketball for but also a father figure. Uh, he he even is advancing the female game or attention towards a female game uh, as he was already working towards them, uh, gaining more money, even possibly integrating some women into the NBA, the male part of the NBA. Uh, so uh, it, it's, it's crazy how far his influence outreach and it's, it really just shows that he's affected enough people. Now, to kind of answer the question really quickly about uh, whether it's valid for fans to think he can be the logo. I think it's very valid. Jerry West was the person who recruited uh, Kobe and was vital in the reason he actually became a Laker as he was drafted by the, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. So that's who's currently the logo of the NBA. So that makes it very valid. If I honestly think if he says it's okay, it will happen. And I do think they also sorry, sorry, just to kind of, I know I'm going a little long here, but they even mentioned that all the all-time greats of NBA are pretty much still alive. There's not many that did not reach old age and get to just reminisce about their career and then bask in the glory of their older days and what they could have done against the current generation. He's the only one that's just been taken away way too soon as he has died at the age of 41. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I agree. It's it's definitely warranted that he he should be on the NBA logo. And yeah, like you said, if Jerry West goes and says it, he can probably make it happen because he has a lot of history with the NBA and he can pull strings to make that happen. Yeah, and what's more iconic than having extreme drive as that is pretty much his legacy when applied to anything in his life or his, in the life he had. Yeah, I agree that the mama mentality, that's, that's what everybody should strive for. Yes. And uh, just to kind of, we're going to take it off the sad note here and progress with more news about uh, sports. But this last question, how do you feel this will affect the Lakers this year? Um, I, I think that it will probably push them even more to win a championship. Not that they were not already motivated to do that, but the team, they, they definitely want to do this for Kobe. Um, they know that Kobe was the Lakers. Even uh, the the team leader right now, LeBron, he knows that Kobe was the Lakers. And people had to get the confirmation from Kobe to let LeBron be that next big star for the Lakers, even though he had already signed with the team. Um, so it, there's a huge connection between LeBron and Kobe, and they, they play together many times and against each other. And I'm pretty sure LeBron just wants to, of course, add it on to his career, but win this for Kobe. Yeah, he's he's going to be like an urban legend in a way. Uh, it's, looking back at the story, uh, kids now they're just not going to be able to believe the storyline of how things actually went because it's it's different when you can look back on the point of death their death uh their life as a whole uh specifically kobe and the fact that he was the youngest player to ever play uh, in the nba the fact that he came straight from high school the fact that he was always saying he was going to be better than uh 
Michael Jordan or be as good as Michael Jordan. The fact that he actually accomplished that to a certain degree and most people uh, won't debate with you about him being the closest thing to Michael Jordan. And as he actually excelled even more off the court than Michael Jordan has for people in the mentality about him uh, outside of being a basketball player. Um, Kobe's done a lot, like even through his his three peat, he's the, he was a part of the last three peat there's ever been in NBA. He also got two bus without uh, Shaq being the dominant figure. He he also graciously gave us a last game where he scored 60 points. Trust me, they did feed the ball to him, but he still had to make it go in. It was extremely iconic. That, literally, that was the only game, because I'm not a Lakers fan. As I've already said before, I'm a LeBron fan. And for a large part of Kobe's career, I didn't like him. I'll, I'll be very honest. Uh, but trust and believe, I definitely grew to respect him. And roughly around his 15th year, I, I seriously respected him and liked him for the respect that I had for him, his drive and everything. With, with all of that, and also him winning the Academy Award, him being a great father, him uh, being, even down to his iconic death, it's it's unreal uh, type of story that it seems like it would just be a movie. Yeah, it's, it's very unreal. But did you answer the question? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did not answer the question. But I, what I do think it will propel them, uh, I think that specifically LeBron, and maybe even Dwight Howard. Like I, this actually might affect Dwight Howard uh, strongly, also because he did play with him. He had that. He actually got closure before Kobe died, which is nobody saw that ever happening. It, it just wasn't going to happen. But I think they're going to give literally everything they can give to the rest of the season into a championship run. I think they will sacrifice every part of their body, mind and go further than they think they can go simply because Kobe would do it. And and it has to be done. It has to be done this year. I so I think it it just just makes it even more overwhelming. Not overwhelming, but it makes it just more finite that they will and will win the championship. And this will be for Kobe. Yeah, um I, I would really like them to win the championship, but man, I mean <sighs> I'm, I'm torn. I, of course, you know, I want them to do it for Kobe, but I want to see Westbrook and Harden win a championship. Now, you might say they might have some other times, but you never know when that chance is going to come. So I, I'm really torn. I'm not really torn, but you, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course not. <laughs> no, I understand, but I definitely understand your point there. Um, I, I still didn't think it was likely they were going to win this year. They're still in the bottom of the pack of the West right now. Um, that you're in, are in a little trouble, but we'll move on to the next subject, which still kind of stays inside of the same field of questioning as less than 24 hours after LeBron passes Kobe in the all time scoring list, Kobe did pass away to the other side and no longer of this life as LeBron replaces Kobe at number three all time on the scoring list, all time scoring list. Uh, just to kind of give you the brief list, the top one is Wilt Chamberlain, uh, second one, I honestly can't remember right now, uh, but the third one will be LeBron, f- uh, fourth is Kobe, and fifth is Michael Jordan. Well, with him passing, 
Kobe on the all-time list. How much will this the record be worth after LeBron is retired since there's a lack of defense in the NBA currently? I think after he retires, it's still going to be held to a high standard because um, people like to criticize greatness whenever it's happening right in front of them, um, mainly because they're always winning. So there's always a lot of haters out there. But once that their career plays out and some time passes, people look back and appreciate what that player did at that time. Now, the same thing with Kobe. Like you said, you didn't like him for a certain amount of time, but you grew to respect him over a certain amount of time after he had been um, had retired. Uh, so I, I think that it'll still have a high degree of importance even after LeBron retires. And I think eventually he might be number one on the list because, I mean, he can make it. Yeah, he still has the opportunity. I think he's about 3,000 points away from it. I have to check on the exact point. But it's, I think it's roughly about 3,000 points away from it. Uh, a couple of more years, and he can he can definitely uh, get that goal. But the only way I see this being devalued, and hopefully they keep it in the same mind frame, there isn't much defense, which means there's going to be a lot of scoring, which means there's more likely – of a player who has at least a 15-year career and who is the dominant player. Let's say just Harden, for example. I'm not saying he would pass it, but a player like Harden who's constantly scoring a lot of points due to the lack of defense, he can take over that list, and that might be just due to the defense. So that, that record could get diminished, but hopefully it's still put in the right mind frame of the lack of defense that is associated with this uh, era of basketball. Well, I agree that somebody will eventually pass it, but I think that LeBron's passing of uh, Kobe and all those other players is still going to be held to a high standard, mainly because of the type of player that he was while he was playing. True. Okay. Which leads me into the next question, which is, is there any other all time records that will mean more to LeBron? especially after Kobe's death less than 24 hours after he passes him on the all-time scoring list? Um, maybe scoring a whole bunch of points in a game um, because Kobe did score 81 points in a game and then 60 for his last game. So I, I could only that imagine one... that. <laughs> I, I never thought about that, but thank you for that point. But I can only imagine seeing LeBron score 81 points. God, That's the only one I can game. think of right now. I, I don't know any other that ones right now. Would it be amazing game? Like I like you really gave me like a a, a nice. I didn't even think of uh, LeBron wanting to try to accomplish something like that. But he is the type of player to want to accomplish something like that. Could you imagine LeBron scoring eighty one points? We knew Kobe can do that, but LeBron scoring eighty one points. He's just not as a proficient of a scorer as. Kobe was. I definitely think that's the one big difference between the two. Uh, LeBron's more of an all-around player. Um, it's not saying that Kobe wasn't an all-around player. Also, it's just his physical and mental and uh, all of it put together. LeBron's just better on an all-around standard. But scoring-wise, I give that to Kobe all day. Yeah, but I, I don't think LeBron could not score that much. No, I don't he, think he couldn't. Yeah, he, he, he just wants to get all of his team involved so he doesn't have to carry all of the load yeah and i guess 
this would be the only way we would have ever possibly see it or might possibly see it in the future because I don't think LeBron would have ever tried to do something like that. I think in his mind, that seems unsportsmanlike. It just seems unsportsmanlike. Why, when I'm, I already got my points, I already got the 50, why aren't I incorporating my, uh, my teammates? And if we're in the playoffs, we're already crushing the team, or we should be crushing the team. What, let me still get my players involved. It's never really an appropriate time for LeBron to try to score those type of points. He's just not that type of player for the teams he's on. But this is the only setup that would create a possible future where he does do that. Yeah, I mean, he can do it if he goes for it. He he just has to go for it. Yeah, he does. And um, the record that I think he would care more about, like on the all-time list, is really just championships, of course. Um, I think that's the only thing he would care about more. But you came up with a better point. You definitely came up with a better point for the 81 or the 60 points in the last game. Like, that is a whole lot better point for what he would care about. And that is, he doesn't know whether he can ever pass five rings. He doesn't know whether he can ever pass six rings. But he can definitely, in a moment, go for the 81, and he can also go for the 60. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you can't forget Bill Russell, you know, 11 rings. I mean, you never get that. Oh, that's that's untouchable. I right? <laughs> <laughs> you might as well just go ahead and be a GM or something and then start to count those rings. That's not going to happen. <laughs> he he might be better at running a team um, than Michael Jordan. So we'll we'll see oh, in the I future. Definitely think that's true. But um, <laughs> it's a very low standard. <laughs> yeah, it's a very low standard. He's quite horrible as a franchise uh, owner. Um He's definitely not a GOAT for that. But we'll move on <laughs> to another uh, player who he does represent, which is Zion Williamson. And he finally had his debut uh, for the Pelicans. Now, after a somewhat mediocre first three quarters of this game, Zion had a breakout game with 17 points in the fourth quarter alone, going four for four from three-point range. Yes, I said it again. I'm going to say it again. Three corners four 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 he hit four three-pointers I'm not saying dunks I'm not saying mid-range shots yes Zion Williams and I had to just repeat that now he did look a little bit hurt or possibly hobbled as that may make think people think that he should take a little bit more time but he has definitely shown that he is worth that number one pick so how much of his debut is more reality and how much of it is more hype? Um, I, I think you can really just pick pieces out of it because, of course, he's not going to go 100% from the three-point line, and those were practice shots. And he was probably practicing that for a while since he's been out because there was nobody within 100 feet of him whenever he was taking those threes. But I, I think more realistically, all the highlight dunks and rebounds – that's that's what we're going to see from him. Um, that's the electric type of player that he is and that I would love to see play for a very long time. So I, I think we should uh, put our money on the highlight dunks, layups, rebounds and mid range shots rather than those threes, because those are wide open. I agree, because it's, it's come on, it's kind of. You got to be realistic. Zion's not going 100% from three. I, 
I, I don't, I'm not sure whether to believe he can even hit another, have another game with four three-pointers in it. I, I guess I'm just uh, pessimistic when it comes to this situation because he definitely showed it to us. It is definitely the only evidence I can pull from, but I just don't think it's very likely he hits four threes in a game. I can see him going four or four attempts, but I don't see him hitting four threes um, anytime soon. Now, the rea- realistic part you must take from this is his effect on the game. The fact, the height, the energy, the fact that he can even take control of a game uh, uh, and from a different angle, not from the LeBron angle from the point uh, as he can run the point because he actually was he ran point when he was in high school. Um, It's his control of the game, his hype, his his energy, the fact that the entire crowd is behind him. He is showtime. He's not the showtime Lakers, but he is lights, camera, action. Make sure you're watching. Yeah, I agree. Um, People want him to be that next great player, that next LeBron. Um, And we're just waiting on it. Uh, But we take it with caution because he's been injured and not not been out there uh, for the for half of the season. Um, But we're just waiting to see that consistency from him and all that hype finally pay off. Agreed. Agreed. Now, so um, with such a great debut, how long do you think it will take Zion to become one of the top 10 players in the NBA league? It's, it's really hard to say. Um, I say if this is only an if, if he's able to stay on the court and stay healthy, then I say within the next two years, he can become a top 10 player because he has a huge effect on the game. And if he can play consistently for, let's say, about 30 minutes a night, then he's going to have a huge impact and just the the energy that he brings to the rest of his team and being able to handle the ball and sometimes shoot out from distance and dunk and rebound, I, I can see him definitely being one of the top 10 players in the next couple of years if he can stay healthy and stay on the court. But that's a huge if. Um, so you really can't rely on that. Yeah, Um I think it's going to be a minimum three years. Minimum. Uh, it takes time. And there's a lot of great players in this league. I, I can name out 10 right now that I don't think he's going to get above in the, in the next even two years. Uh, I'll like, list them out really quickly. I don't think he's above LeBron. He's not going to be above Kyrie. He's not going to be above KD. He's not going to be above Harden. He's not going to be a part, uh, above Giannis. And that's just five. Uh, I don't think he's going to be above Luca. I don't think he's above. Actually, this list is dwindling down. Actually, so maybe he does uh, fit into that ten. Because <laughs> well, you probably, forgot Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah, but there's a possibility he can outlast Anthony Davis. I know that sounds slightly disrespectful, but if he can control a game like that and he can be that pivotal, he can he can get go above AD right now. Uh, just because I have to give him some validity to that debut. I just have to. Um, Wow. I I would think somebody would slap the taste out of your mouth for saying that. (laughs) Well, in the next two years, if he's that pivotal and he does get his, his team to that point, like, uh, 
let's say he's in the top four in the West. I think that's more important than uh, Anthony Davis being a part of a team with LeBron at number three or two. I think it's just more pivotal. Maybe. Um, Only time will tell. But I can only hope that he is as great as his hype is. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But I I think it's still a minimum three years on that one. Um, But we're going to move on uh, to football as there's a scandal uh, involving the New Orleans Saints that has come to the eyes of a a couple of people who pay attention. And it's still a developing story. Uh, Now, the a Catholic church has a scandal involving the New Orleans Saints as the Saints execs attempting to shield emails alleging executives giving PR advice to a local church amidst a sexual abuse scandal and crisis. Uh, it has really put a lot of eyes on not only the church, but of course the New Orleans Saints as they are giving them advice on how to shield or manipulate the situation of them being in a sex abuse scandal. Um, now, with all this going on, of course, you there's the debate about Drew Brees and whether he will be the starting quarterback going forward. And it, it just kind of brings you to this question. With Drew Brees mulling over his retirement, does the new scandal push him to ride it into the sunset and finally retire? Yeah, I, I think it does push him into retirement um, uh, along with just not being able to get that elusive second championship um, because he's had multiple great teams over the past few years that have come up short. And then you throw on this scandal on top of that. You don't want to be associated with that. Even though you were associated with the saints, you just want to get from under this before it really blows up because I don't think much, many people know about this situation. So I say he, if this is all true and everything, you got to get from under this. You got to retire. Um, You don't have too many, too many other things to prove. You are a uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, hold most of the passing records uh, for just about every single category. And you are a Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl MVP. Um, There's not too many players that can say they have those type of things. So, I say get from under this and retire as quickly as possible. I agree. And I actually think he's overachieved for his career. From where we saw him when he got traded from the San San Diego, sorry, uh, yeah, the San Diego Chargers, he's overachieved. He's become a Super Bowl winner. He's put himself in, in the rankings of possible not really the, the best quarterback ever, but the most accurate quarterback ever, which he was not associated with. And he definitely cannot be associated with another scandal as there was Bounty Gate, even though he really wasn't fully involved in that. It was mostly a coach and defensive type of thing as they were taking out bounties on hurting quarterbacks, specifically uh, Brett Favre uh, that year with the uh, Bounty Gate. Yeah, I, I think this does push him. Uh, he doesn't have much of a choice here. You're not he's not looking to move his family. He wants to be known as an all time uh, New Orleans Saint. 
and they're in such a hard position. He, I don't think he's actually physically done. I just think at this point he can't be associated with another scandal and another time where they come up short from getting the Super Bowl. His last chance probably was this last year. Yeah, you you get from under this as quickly as possible. I, I know he still probably wants to play in, in a certain way, but that elusive second championship has not come, and you just never know when it's going to come. Even though he has the team built to make a championship run, it just might be time to hang up the cleats. Agreed. So looking back at total careers, whose career would you take? Drew Brees or... Eli Manning. <laughs> um, and that's I, two I, Super Bowls to one Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I'd take Drew Brees' career because he's looked at in a higher light. Um, even though Eli Manning has won two championships over the Patriots, um, he still can claim that, but really nothing else. And he just has the Manning name. There's there's really nothing else that Eli Manning can claim besides those two championships, which are two huge things. But he's done nothing but be mediocre beyond that, and that's being kind. But Drew Brees, he has multiple records, passing records. He's a Super Bowl champion, first ballot Hall of Famer, um, has a whole bunch of records. It's, it's countless things that Drew Brees has accomplished. And... I mean, if you ask almost anybody around the league or people who are just fans of football, I don't think they have a bad thing to say about Drew Brees. Um, even on the times when he has come up short, uh, he doesn't really get that criticism because people just like him so much. Um, so I definitely would rather have Drew Brees' career. I think this is a little bit harder of a question than you, you kind of made it seem. And I'm a... Uh, definitely a Drew Brees fan, uh, simply because like, partly on how you said how they're looked at. Uh, just to kind of compare, let's see, Eli Manning, he has the title of whether you like the uh, most people want to validate this or not, but some people do. He's the goat killer. He's the the kryptonite to Tom Brady, whether that's true or not. It takes a full team to win, but he's seen as the only person who wins against Tom Brady. And not just once, but twice, which just give it full, full strength to that idea. Second, he was a, a franchise quarterback for 70 years in New York. New York market is it's unreal to have their loyalty. It just it, if I'm comparing the two, I think the Saints and the whole New Orleans area is a great place to have their loyalty. I think it's really great to have their loyalty, but it's hard. It's very hard to get the New York loyalty. Um, then you just throw in the fact of his last name. The last name and those two championships alone are going to get him into the Hall of Fame. His record is definitely not. His 117 wins to 117 losses, straight up 500 across the board, is not what's getting him into the Hall of Fame. It is those three other things. Now, Drew Brees, on the other hand, like you said, no one has anything bad to say about him. But he only has one championship, and he does come up short. So I just think it's a hard question. I'm still going to go with Drew Brees, but I still think it's a whole lot harder than you kind of uh, <laughs> went towards Drew Brees in the beginning. 
I don't think it's hard at all. It's pretty easy. <laughs> um, I mean, Eli Manning. It's like, it's, more it's, like what you're looking at in the history books. I'm just I'm just saying like somebody who let's say kids who don't really know the narrative and they're only seeing who won against Tom Brady. Oh, dang, you won against him twice, and he got the last name uh, Manning? That, and then you have Drew Brees. Oh, he was the most accurate quarterback, and he won a Super Bowl for the New Orleans Saints. Looking at it from a kid's perspective, I don't think they give as much credit as the other way around, and a lot of things are seen in hindsight. Uh, I mean, I guess, but Drew Brees did beat Peyton Manning during that championship run, and he he beat Brett Favre. And I'm I'm not sure who else, but he he beat some Hall of Famers. Um, Eli Manning he did he did beat one Hall of Famer, Tom Brady. Uh, oh yeah, he did beat um, Brett Favre too that first time. Um, I'm not sure who else, but I mean I guess, but it, I would still take Drew Brees way over Eli Manning. I would Agreed. take his career. Definitely agree with knowing the history. But a lot of things aren't seen in that way, in the totality. Um, but I move on to the New England Patriots, as they will not wait for Tom Brady, their starting quarterback, well, has been their starting quarterback for many years, to make his decision on whether he will be coming back and accepting whichever offer the Patriots would like to give him. As they are saying, they're going to make their decision on their starting quarterback before Tom Brady gets the chance to speak to other teams which would be in March. They're going to make their decision before March when they can actually legally, by the uh, NFL rules, talk to other teams, pretty much giving him no choice. So simply I ask, are you feeling the disrespect? I don't think it's disrespectful because, I mean, it, I mean, it, it is a business at the end of the day, and they want to continue to strive for greatness and get that next championship, even though he is looked at as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, no matter what you think of him as the greatest or not. But I, I think it's very valid and um, justifiable. Um, people don't want to wait around for Tom Brady or just any quarterback to, to see whether they want to come back or not, because they want to they want to be able to be a stable franchise even after he leaves. Um, they they did it to Joe Montana, got rid of him. Uh, they didn't bring him back, and he was looked at as the greatest quarterback for a long time. So if it can happen to him, it can happen to Tom Brady, and I think it's very justifiable. It might seem disrespectful, but when you look back at it, I don't think so. Wow, I can well, I guess because you're a Patriots fan, like you're true to the franchise. But this is highly disrespectful. How are you not even going to give him a chance to talk to the other teams? Not to field any offers. And it's not like they're making an offer. They're saying accept whatever. Just say you're going to come back and you're going to accept whatever we're going to do, whatever we're going to pay you. As he has been getting giving them the hometown discount since he's been on the team the entire time. So I, I'm definitely feeling the disrespect. If you want me, pay for me. And he he never wanted to even get to this point. He wanted them to renew his contract last year. And Bill Belichick and the franchise pretty much said, no, we're going to wait. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. This is highly disrespectful. Like, you can't even wait till he can field a couple different offers before you're trying to manhandle him into committing to a team who hasn't even committed to him. 
Well, uh, Bill Belichick doesn't care about that. <laughs> he, True, but isn't that disrespectful still? It's disrespectful, but you've seen what he's done in the past to other great players. He doesn't care how great you are. He wants to get the best available player. Well, maybe not the best available player, but he wants to make sure everything is in place because and, he has a certain order. And this is how you treat your king? <laughs> is this your king? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is this is what y'all do though. Like, are you serious? Like, we under. I, I think as a public, we understood. Hey, get rid of them before they they go down and all of this other stuff. Whatever the benefit the team. But what player has affected this franchise more than any than Tom Brady? If you were gonna add any favoritism at all to any player. It would be your quote unquote goat, and then even just a goat for it or a patriot, it's a goat for the league. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know the owner; he definitely wants Tom Brady back. But Bill Belichick, he is the GM and coach, and he runs the team. Um, even though, uh, what's his name, um, Robert Kraft has the final say on most things, but Bill Belichick, he runs everything else, um, and. He has most of the final say, but it's I know I'm I'm torn. I really like Tom Brady. I'm definitely going to root for him if he does leave for any other team. But I mean, you stay loyal to the team and I may sound wrong for that, but (laughs) wow, that's the team. (laughs) I think this is so disrespectful. It's extremely disrespectful to Tom Brady. Like you don't even like it's just how do you muscle him into it like it, it's crazy they, they they have not debated it's diff, it's not up in the air on whether they want him to be a patriot next year they want him to be a patriot but they're clearly saying I, we want you at a discount and only at a discount uh, well um they just think you've been doing it your whole career so why not continue wow you use me you use me you use me more Wow. Uh, I, wow. I just That's to say what wow. all franchises do to every single player. They use them up until mm, they can't use them anymore. There's been a whole lot more respectful situations. Uh, even Peyton Manning on where he wanted to be. Uh, they knew they were going to draft another quarterback and make him the new franchise face. But they definitely did not disrespect Tom. Uh, sorry, uh, Peyton Manning on where he's going to be sent or they didn't do shady things. And this is. This is quite shady because you didn't even have to be like they didn't even have to say that they made wanted him to make his decision before March to be shady because alone not giving him to contract just off of his past history is shady. And this just makes it for sure shady when you don't want even an opportunity for any other team to talk to him. Well, just look at what the Broncos did to Peyton Manning. I, I know he was way worse whenever he uh last played but they're like um yeah you can still play but you're not playing here they did not want to bring him back well he wasn't he wasn't good so that, that's the difference uh tom brady <laughs> tom brady didn't have the best season but he wasn't horrible he's still uh, more than a serviceable quarterback i think he's still at minimum in the top seven quarterbacks at minimum wow that's i mean that's i, I didn't think you would say that but yeah that's i, I agree definitely but so, um, so a, a top seven quarterback's not worth the money. It, yes, yes, he is. I, I say yes, but 
like well, I said, it's a business. It's it disrespectful. is. <laughs> it's crazy that I'm lobbying here, but God dang, this is really disrespectful. It's a business. Every team uses up every single player. But could you imagine them doing that? To, not to kind of bring in name up like that, but could you imagine the Lakers doing that to Kobe? It's a different sport. I, 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 yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I shouldn't compare the two because basketball has a whole lot. They just have a whole lot. It's just different. I, I won't even get into that. Let's uh, let's say. Uh, let me find a more comparable uh, situation. Uh, there isn't any comparable situation. There is no other quarterback who has six rings. Uh, so I, I can't like if anybody was going to get the favoritism or at least a respectful uh, chance at fielding offers, it would be Tom Brady. And like they 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 just show that you really can't trust them as a franchise to really care about your well-being in any way, to be real. Well, uh, I think most of the franchises don't care too much about their well-being besides True, but the time this that is they're playing about, for them. True, but this is a debate about Tom Brady. Tom Brady, not not any of these other quarterbacks, not any one of these players. None of these other players. I, 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 they're just not Tom Brady. And the NFL doesn't Tyler, care. It, <laughs> The NFL cares. I think the NFL cares. I think the Patriots don't care. I think any other team, I, I can't really envision any other team doing this. I really can't. And I tried to search over my brain and maybe the Steelers, but other than that, I still can't really see any franchise doing it. I really can't. Well, I'm saying that the NFL, they only care. I mean, every single team, they only care whenever – you are able to do okay. something for them. Agreed. I, I completely agree. But the conversation changes when it's Tom Brady, when he's already proven so many things, and he still is, as you've agreed, in the top seven of quarterbacks who remain in the league. I mean, I mean you would think so, but they don't care. Um, I, true. I, I tell you, go and listen to uh, – there was this interview that – it was it was Marshawn Lynch, J. Cole, and uh, Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther and Creed and all that. They did a sit down conversation and they were talking about how they how they grew up and what type of impact they have on the black community and just trying to be that voice for uh, black people and in their career, like with football or with uh, music. I, Go go check it out. I'll send you the link of that. Okay. And I'm guessing other people probably want to look at that, too. Um, but we're, we're moving along to Philip Rivers, which may be a related story and may not be a related story. But Philip Rivers, the quarterback for many years of the Los Angeles, sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers and the San Diego Chargers, as they, as they moved from San Diego to Los Angeles just about two years ago, um, Philip Rivers has moved his family which he has many kids here, um, moves him and his family to Florida, all the way from San Diego, all the way across the country of the United States. It is in heavy debate on Philip Rivers' future, on whether he retires, joins another team, or tries to make another run at things. As the Los Angeles Chargers have recently come out that they will be moving on from Phillip Rivers. So it's pretty much final that he will not be the starting quarterback for the Chargers again. But I ask, 
What does this tell you about the Chargers and Philip Rivers' future moves? It tells me that the Chargers are ready to move on, of course. Um, they are, I mean, they, they are built to win a championship. Um, they have multiple pieces around them on offense and defense, but Phillip Rivers, he just never could get them to that point to win a championship. And they've seen that for multiple years and he's not getting any better. So they're not going to do too much bad, too much worse uh, moving on because they were going to have to eventually move on anyway. Uh, And for Phillip Rivers, um, I know we had a conversation earlier about where he may go, but I think this is just the beginning of the end. And he also retires. Um, this is the beginning of the end for the pocket passer quarterbacks of wow. old um, with Philip Rivers, uh, Drew Brees, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. He, he's still going to play maybe another year or two, but he'll be gone. Uh, Eli Manning, he just retired. Then Tom Brady within maybe two, three years. And three? Uh, you think of three years? Well, I'm, I'm just I'm thinking max two. I know I hear you. I'm thinking <laughs> max two years. Max, okay. absolutely max. <laughs> I'm throwing numbers out there, <laughs> uh, but I'm just trying to think of some other pocket passes. But this is the beginning of the end for them. I I have to completely agree about the pocket passer uh, string of quarterbacks that were there like it, it's very true that all of those quarterbacks will be out are out or will be out in the next two years uh which have been completely the face of the nfl for a good long while uh they are ready to usher in the new brands of quarterbacks which are in general dual threat quarterbacks um whether you're dominant in the passing side or dominant in the running side uh, it just seemed to be the best benefit for NFL teams and the way the game is transition transitioning. But what it does tell me about what the Chargers are going to do, it tells me that they're about to get Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, you know my theory. My theory, uh, it's not even really my theory. I'm just I'm riding on with this uh, boat because it's just it's kind of looking like it's really going to be this way. Uh, as one of our, our listeners had shared to me before that they felt that Tom Brady would be uh, a charger and would be in LA and that Phillip Rivers would no longer be the quarterback. Um, and it's, it's looking like Phillip Rivers is no longer the quarterback. Uh, the Patriots are playing games and why not have Tom Brady be in a, in LA where his, his wife lives, uh, and where they have a house. Why not, uh, just why not be a part of the Chargers where you can possibly get another Super Bowl? And what type of story would it be for Tom Brady to get his final Super Bowl with a different team having seven rings, which would be more than any franchise would have? He would have more than any franchise collectively has. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see that storyline be played out. Um, I know I said that it was unlikely earlier on, but. I mean, it, it could definitely happen at this point, but um, I think it's still up in the air on where he goes. Um, I think the most likely destination is probably the Patriots because he's familiar with the team. He's played there for his whole career, and it's just hard to see him in another jersey. But um, that wouldn't be I mean, that would be a team that I wouldn't mind him being on. Um, and. 
I'm just going to continue to say this is just the beginning of the end for the pocket passers. Very true. Very true. Um, and uh, just to answer the second half of that question, which is what I see the moves for Phillip Rivers, it really is retirement or a Florida team. And the most likely Florida team is Tampa Bay. Uh, I know a lot of people don't feel that they're going to get rid of Jameis. And I don't think they get rid of Jameis. I think Phillip Rivers has max two years left in him. Uh, really only one. And why not try to take your chance in a weak division or has been a weak division with the Panthers, Tampa Bay, Atlanta Falcons and the Saints, especially if Drew Brees retires this year. Um, so I, I, I'm still going to go along. It, that's not a complete narrative that uh, the uh, other listener was saying the theory about Tom Brady. It was just, it kind of completed that Tom Brady going to the Chargers, uh, going to L.A., but. I think it's heavily likely that Phillip Rivers joins the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I do not see him with Miami as they will go ahead and select more than likely Tua or another quarterback out of the draft. And also with uh, the Jaguars, they already have a quarterback under contract with Nick Foles, who probably won't be playing. And they love Minshew Mania uh, with the Jaguars. Actually, sorry, that's the uh, that's no, that's right. That's right. Gardner okay, Minshew. I, okay, okay, I thought so. Okay, just had to make sure I get that right. But yeah, that's that's what I think is most likely, or he will be retiring. It's either one of those three teams, and the most likely it's going to be Tampa Bay, or he retires into the sunset, into the sunny Florida weather. Uh, I think he just stays at home because he, even Jameis is mobile. Um, he's definitely a pocket passer, but he, he's he's got a little bit of legs on him. Um, True, but and, could you imagine I mean, him saying at least like? be behind a pivotal quarterback. I know uh, Phillip Rivers hasn't won a Super Bowl or anything like that, but maybe having that one year of tutelage up under his uh, belt that Jameis probably never got, because I I can't remember him ever having an older quarterback on his team uh, that really had any type of voice. Ryan Fitzpatrick? We're really counting him. He's an older quarterback. He's a journeyman. He's been on multiple teams, so he knows uh, he knows what a lot of locker rooms look like. So Fitz Magic, that's what we're we're comparing. I I, I don't know. I think uh, Fitz he has the same amount tr- of Super Bowls as Philip Rivers. That's very true. That is very true. I won't debate that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, we'll we'll just uh, carry it on uh, with this conversation and go towards the Pro Bowl, which not a lot of people. I guess, had the uh, attention span for with the death of Kobe Bryant uh, coinciding at the same time in the news coming out. Um, One thing that is not new to the Pro Bowl is the lack of attention and paid attention uh, to the Pro Bowl and plays during the Pro Bowl, as many people don't feel it is a competitive game at all and simply a game where nobody, nothing really matters. Um, So, I ask, has the Pro Bowl lost all its importance? And what may be a great fix or replacement for this event? It's definitely lost all of its importance. Um, It's been for many years. uh, Players don't want to get hurt. They're all about their brand, which, I mean, I I can commend them for that. I wouldn't want to go out there and get hurt for an all-star game uh, because there's really nothing on the line. Uh, what's the the um the MVP of the Pro Bowl gonna get? Really nothing. Uh, just only a name. 
And I, I think um, there's really not too much that you can do to help this. Uh, players have big contracts and money that's on the line, and they don't want to put that in jeopardy by getting injured in the Pro Bowl. And they were not trying to tackle anybody in that game at all because <laughs> nobody wants to get hurt. Yeah, I I agree. It was ridiculous. It was laughable. It wasn't even laughable. It was unentertaining. Simply that. That's it. Uh, I saw maybe one good play, and of course everybody was halfway paying attention, but you can't really associate that with the untimely death of Kobe. Uh, this was something that was going to kind of happen, whether something happened or not. It didn't. Um, if anything, it might have brought more people towards the game to see reactions of how people felt. If anything, uh, so I completely agree. It has lost all of its importance. It has zero importance other than a stat liner for players in their career that they made the Pro Bowl. Because even with making the Pro Bowl, that's kind of fuzzy. Because if your team makes it, it makes it to the Super Bowl and you make the Pro Bowl, you don't make the Pro Bowl. So it's 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 really non important. It's not even a flag uh, game important. Uh, and what might be able to fix it? I honestly don't know. It, it, it's I'm pretty sure many people have mulled over what could be a fix for a game like this and uh, wanting to see the best talent actually performing against each other. It, it, it's crazy, but the, the little mini events like dodgeball and things like that, are more exciting than the actual game where there's the top players on the field. So right now, I honestly can't tell. Uh, maybe if you had them play during a halftime or something, but we all know there's a Super Bowl halftime show, so that's just not an option. There's nothing that can save this. It's over. It's only a name making the Pro Bowl. There's there's really nothing that can improve this. I do like the skills challenge stuff. That's that's nice to see. You know, now they have quarterbacks and non-quarterbacks throwing for those points, and they have the AFC versus the NFC. That's fun to watch, but the game, it's not even worth watching. Completely agree. I guess we just have to pay attention to all the skills challenge uh, versus the mockery of a Pro Bowl game. Uh, but we do move on to the main headliner of this week, which it is Super Bowl week. I know it's kind of been pushed in the background with all the different news and things out here, but it's a pretty good matchup. Uh, not really franchises that people want to root against. It's the 49ers versus the Chiefs. Uh not don't really have to give you many much background because we've all seen this season and the storyline is between the 49ers great defense and the Chiefs great offense headed by Patrick Mahomes. So what's the best outcome for a great Super Bowl? The best outcome for a great Super Bowl is a high scoring Super Bowl. One that's very fast paced uh, back and forth. Uh, nothing but highlight plays and catches and throws where it's just nonstop on the edge of your seat scoring. Um, that's what I would like to see. And just players, no, great players playing well. That's what I would like to see. And I'm pretty sure that's what everybody else would like to see. And just, I guess, a storybook ending. 
uh, with the Chiefs. I mean, actually, either one is a storybook ending because, you know, the 49ers also get number six and then the Chiefs, they get that elusive Super Bowl that they haven't had in 50 years. And then Patrick Mahomes being uh, the great player that he is and winning the MVP last year, just storyline on top of storyline. So either way, the NFL comes out on top with their storylines. But I would like to see a back and forth uh, high scoring game with these two uh, great offenses, mainly on the Chiefs side. Okay, yeah. I the best thing for a great Super Bowl is not having last year's Super Bowl. Simply right. That 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 was, that was horrible. That just kind of reminisce. That was a horrible, horrible Super Bowl for excitement. Um, if you keep it within a thirty to forty point range and back and forth, it's a great Super Bowl. It, it, it it's not really built for a disappointment because I honestly don't think people really have too much against either team. It, it's not much to have against either one of the teams, the 49ers or the Chiefs. Either you're a long-standing fan and finally your team's there, but it's just not enough to root against either team. So it's not much for a negative outcome as long as it's a back-and-forth and somewhat of a high-scoring game. Uh, so, go ahead, unless you had a comment. Well, I, I would think that people would be against the 49ers winning another Super Bowl, especially especially Cowboys fans and maybe Steelers fans, I'm not sure. Uh, but they don't want to see them win another Super Bowl. I, I agree, agree, because I have heard that uh, they really want – they don't want another franchise to have more Super Bowls than the other ones, which you're, you're cool completely correct uh so if anything people are rooting against the 49ers only because they don't want to see them have another ring which is not a i guess if you needed something to root against that's what you're going to root against um but uh, i'll move to the next question which is who can you see winning the super bowl mvp over patrick mahomes which is the obvious easy answer um well, if the Chiefs win, he's definitely going to get it. Uh, so I have to go to the other side on the 49ers. And it, no, it's not always that case because, you know, sometimes <laughs> some players just show up out of nowhere or they just make a crazy pivotal play. So you can't always say that. And trust me, it's going to lean heavy that way. But I, I was don't just don't close off the rest of the team. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to close it off because they're ready to crown him. Already True. calling him the best quarterback ever. But. I'm going to have to jump on the other side with the 49ers, and I'm not going to go with the other quarterback. It's probably going to be one of the running backs or somebody on defense. So maybe Mostert, the, the running back, or maybe uh, Bosa, or somebody on that front four, I would say that would be the MVP if the 49ers win. True. Um, I honestly, it's it's not a, not a lot of names out here. Uh, that you can put, pick from because the 49ers are a list of mostly people you don't know. Um, so I can see it being a player on the defensive side, but it would be kind of funny to see Jimmy G be the MVP. Uh, uh, it'd just be kind of funny. I don't think that's likely at all, but it is built for him to possibly scoop it 
and win it. Because if he goes up above expectation and the 49ers win, he will get the MVP. I can agree with that because there's not too many expectations for him, especially after only passing, uh, well, completing six passes and uh, Patrick Mahomes having a total of has more yards in both of his second quarters or second halves than Jimmy Garoppolo has in two playoff games. And they've played the same amount of playoff games. So there's very low expectations for Jimmy Garoppolo. I completely agree. So so I'm just, I would say that's the best setup. Um, If, because it's just not a lot of names to attach to on the defensive side. And if the 49ers win and somehow he makes enough pivotal plays, he really doesn't have to do much. His threshold is quite low for Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm going to say Jimmy G just because that's honestly the threshold is just so low. Uh, But uh, go to the next question, which is which team is your official pick to win the Super Bowl? My official pick is the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just so hard to go against uh, Patrick Mahomes at this point. Their offense seems like it's clicking on all cylinders. If it starts slow sometimes, it just seems like that inevitable happens and they just score a whole bunch of points. But I can also see it going in the 49ers' favor uh, with their run game and clock management and defense. But it's just so hard to pick against Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to completely agree. I think it's going to be the Chiefs. They're ready to crown Patrick Mahomes as the best quarterback ever. And he hasn't even won the Super Bowl yet. But this will be the perfect chip to throw their 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 all of their stock into. Um they, we kind of wanted to see it last year when he won the MVP of the league, uh, but this is kind of like he took his lumps, and now he's ready to win a Super Bowl. It, it's, it's like he's paid his dues in a way. So I, I do think it's going to be the Chiefs. I think Andy Reid finally gets his Super Bowl. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes gets crowned as the new era parent to the greatest uh, quarterback in the league currently, not ever, but uh, of course, as they will build his legacy. Um, so yeah, I, I'm also siding with the Chiefs. Um, but for this last question about the Super Bowl, search back in, in your memory. What is the best Super Bowl you've ever seen in your past? The best Super Bowl that I've seen was probably the Patriots and the Seahawks. That one, <laughs> that was like I was on the edge of my seat for that one. That was just a crazy Super Bowl. Um, it seemed like the Patriots were going to kind of take control of the game, but then it ended up being tied at halftime. And then just to come out after halftime, the Seahawks got up uh, 24-14. And then it looked like all hope was lost. And then Tom Brady led them back to a 28-24, and then they had time left on the clock, and Russell Wilson, I've seen him be clutch before, and I was just so scared that he was going to go and do it again. They had that um, acrobatic lucky catch with Jermaine Curse, uh, where Malcolm Butler tipped it up, and then 
uh, what's his name? Jermaine Curse. He still caught it when the dude just could have easily just pushed the ball out of his hand. He, there was one of the other cornerbacks. He jumped over him and didn't push the ball out of his hands. Where was like, ah. And then, uh, of course, Marshawn Lynch, he uh, runs for, I think, maybe four or five yards on the first play. Then the next play, they decide to throw it. And Malcolm Butler makes one of the best plays ever in a Super Bowl to clinch the Super Bowl for the Patriots. So it was just so much emotion with that game. It, it was an amazing game. Mm. Eh, eh. I'm going to a different route on that one because you know I'd rather not even get into uh, what should have happened in that game. I'm I'm kind of tied because I, I was kind of really, really trying to search back. I know which one I had the most emotional reaction towards, and I'm not saying crying in any way. I'm talking about like jubilation. Um, and I really didn't have any rooting interest in this one, just more a root against interest in this one. But I'm tied between the Steelers and uh, was it Peyton Manning? Was it the Colts when they ran it back that, you know, going into the halftime, um, he had that amazing play. Was that against the Colts? Wait, wait, wait. what happened? The Steelers, the Steelers Super Bowl, the one that Steelers won. Uh, where, oh, against um, the Cardinals. Cardinals, okay, okay. So that was a really good one, but I'm gonna have to say it's the David Tyree um, Giants versus Patriots. I am not a Giants fan by any means, but I ran out of the apartment. I was at a friend's house when I was watching the Super Bowl. I ran out of the apartment screaming, so happy that the Patriots lost that Super Bowl. Like, I was so, 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 so happy. I'm an extreme Patriots hater. I will not apologize for that. You already know. Everybody knows. I just, I hate the Patriots more than I like any team in any franchise. But it was the fact that they went 16-0, and the fact that they went so far, they they were going to have the undefeated season and loss in the Super Bowl. It was really sad for Randy Moss because I didn't want him to get a Super Bowl. But I was so happy that the Patriots lost that Super Bowl. Well, I mean, I guess. But why are you spending all that time hating? You you hate more than you like a team. That's, that that, that takes too much energy. Well, it's, it's rooted. <laughs> yeah, true. Very true. But it's rooted from the game in the snow with Patriots. Uh, the, the game where the uh, Patriots – one one over the Raiders, the Tuck Rule game, and that that cemented so unfair to me. And I was I was rooting heavily for the Rams that year to win the Super Bowl. It was the greatest turf uh, show on turf with Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Tor Holt, great great Super Bowl, uh, great team. And it was pretty much they were like a shoe in for winning the Super Bowl. Everybody. The feel around that Super Bowl was that they were going to win that Super Bowl. And I really disliked the New England Patriots for two reasons in that specific playoff run. The tuck rule game, the fact, well, sorry, three. The tuck rule and the fact that they're saying because his hand was going a little bit forward that there was not a fumble and then the Raiders went, did not make it to the next round. Second, they let the uh, the maintenance guy go out there and plow snow off the field so they can kick a field goal, which was illegal. And then third, that they were, it has been 
reported that they taped the walkthroughs for the Rams and that there were no way that they could know those plays. So all of that just culminated into me disliking them. And the more and more they won, the more and more I disliked them. <laughs> well, the tuck rule, and that's the ref's fault. It's not like they said, okay, we get in the ball because, uh, just cause. That, that's on the refs. You, you can't blame them for them calling that a tuck. Crazy at Even that though time, it was definitely a fumble. With crazy at that time, no one knew that rule. It, it literally felt like it dropped out of the air. Like it just came from nowhere. People know it now, and it's only, it's largely due to that game. They know, hey, was your hand going forward at least a little bit? If it was, then it's an incomplete pass, and it's all drawing from that game in that specific play. Yeah, but that's on the refs. That That's not the Patriots' fault. <laughs> true, but it, it just helped. It, like, I, my true hate wasn't there off the tuck, it, it, and then it grew when they blew, uh, came out with the, uh, the, pl- the plow. And then I was like, you know what? I could subside on the dislike for them. Because uh, the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl, and then they won the Super Bowl, and that just really, really, really just put it in. It just dug the knife in, and then the following year, and then put that just, dagger in. And yeah, and then it just, then it was stuck. It didn't just stuck. You know what? I hate this team. Hate this team. So that's just how it, how that hatred grew, and that's just only that's really the root of all of that. Um, and so then they I, stabbed you five more times, and just yeah, kept what? Just that's just you sticking see it all so up happy. in there. You see why I was so happy about them uh, losing in the undefeated season. Their their greatest uh, joy was the their worst uh, year. It's same for the uh, the Warriors. Their greatest year was their biggest downfall. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But they won two two more after that. So I mean, it all works out in the end. It's cool. It's all cool. It's all cool. Uh, now we go on our last subject, which is uh, always. All throughout the football season has been a side story to the actual football on the field, all but one game with Antonio Brown. He continues to spiral into a a negative situation at every turn as he is now facing a possible life sentence conviction off of claims he him and his uh, trainer attacked a moving uh, employee. In his, at his Florida home in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, he has recently had a uh, warrant out for his arrest, and he delayed, of course, turning himself in as he did, and then was and now on bond uh, with an ankle monitor as he is a flight, a possible flight risk. And we really know, don't know what Antonio's thinking, what he really will do. So last question of the uh, of this week is there any way to write the ship with Antonio Brown? At this point, um, the only way to write the ship is, is just for him to admit that he's wrong. He needs to stop pointing the finger and saying it's everybody else's fault and just take some responsibility, be a man. Um, just write all the wrongs that you've done pay the people that you need to pay and just move on. Um, then I think teams will start to look at him more if he's, if he's able to accept some responsibility uh, because throughout this whole situation, the, the downfall of Antonio Brown, he's just, he's just been pointing fingers and not taking any responsibility. 
he, he just needs to take that into consideration and then he can move forward. I definitely hear you, but that was about two steps back. Not, not saying your, your answer is two step back. I said that would have only been a situation that can solve his situation two incidents back. He's at a point of no return. There, there is no, no return on this. Uh, he's already, <laughs> he's played that card. He's played the on, I'm fessing up uh, my wrongs. I understand what happened. He's already played that card about twice throughout this year, and he has never learned his lesson. So who would believe him? Second, you're facing a life sentence. And due to public opinion, they're they're looking to do something. They're finally looking to punish you. They're, they're looking to punish you for your actions, your behavior, and everything he's done. So Honestly, I don't see anything right in the ship other than right in the ship in his mental and his life. And that is probably going to have to occur after jail time. There's nothing to right the ship to way we think of it, like him returning to the NFL and him returning to prominence or him being in a good situation at all. I think he's past that point. I don't think he gets that lifeline anymore. He's ran out. There's no more. This this. He's facing a life sentence in jail. That doesn't go away with a team being interested in you. And trust me, it has warded off any other team from possibly taking interest in you. That's why I say I, I, I do love that answer you gave, but that would have only worked two steps back. It's, it's over now. He's I don't I don't think there's going to be a positive outcome to this. Um, I, I didn't realize it was a, a life sentence that was on the line. So I, I think I might have to agree it's over for him because, I mean, I think in the last episode, I, I did say it was the, the beginning of the end. We just didn't realize it whenever he left the Steelers. Mm-hmm. But it's it just might be over for him. Um, But I, I feel like he can kind of pay his way out of it and get less time. Uh, and that will be the start of him getting on the right track along with taking some responsibility and changing his life around. See, I, I kind of agree, but he's going to his lesser sentence is still years. A lesser sentence of three years is a whole lot better than what he's facing. But that's still three years. You are no longer relevant. You are no longer a football player. You are no longer anything of what you at any turn could have been and stayed being at any of these other turns. He's, he's past a point of no return. There's the, it's now in the law's hands and the law in public is looking to punish you. Yeah. They're, they're really, they're ready to um, put him away. But yeah, I don't think he gets I a life hope. sentence. I really don't think he gets a life sentence, but at minimum he gets a year. And I know he still might have the talent, even if he got out after a year. But I don't think there's a team that will look at him or should. Like, I understand the NFL has no shame when it comes to issues off the field and with players and things like that, as long as you have the talent. But this is the court of public opinion is too deep on this one. And he just he's 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 worn out. More than his welcome. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, he, he's definitely worn out his welcome, but he's he's really got to take some responsibility to turn it around. 
Agreed. Simply agreed. So uh, this has been So You Think You Know Sports. Uh, we go into the questioner part, which is pretty quick. Uh, like always, you we have three questions. They're all multiple choice. Muhammad comes up with questions. I try to give you a little commentary and try to answer the questions, get them all correct, uh, if I can. But uh, we'll go ahead with the first question. Uh, go ahead with that, Muhammad. Okay. Um, but in a tribute to Kobe, all all of these questions are about Kobe. Um, oh, perfect. 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 I'm, trust me, we're all going to appreciate that. All right. So Kobe was drafted out of high school. If he had gone to college, which school did he state he would have chosen? A, Kentucky, B, Duke, or C, Chapel Hill? Oh, my. This is hard. It's hard because I'm really not sure. But because he extremely idolizes Jordan. Duke has always been a very good basketball school, along with Carolina. But uh, you have Coach K. And then Kentucky has always been a great, great school for college basketball also. Um, go ahead and repeat the question and answer again. I just know this is going to be kind of hard. All right. Kobe was drafted out of high school. If he had gone to college, which school did he state he would have chosen? A, Kentucky, B, Duke, or C, Chapel Hill? Mm. I think I'm going to go out on a limb on this one and say Duke. Official answer. Okay, that is correct. Uh, and I think it's because of Coach K, correct? Uh, yeah, he's at Duke. No, I, I know he's there, but it, was it due to Coach K? I'm not sure of the reason. I just know the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure how I knew the answer, but I knew that was just a hard one um, when he idolizes uh, Jordan so much. And, of course, Jordan went to Carolina, which is the rival of Carolina Dukas and then Kentucky. I, I don't know. It was just a drop in the bucket. But, uh, uh, yeah, I guess go ahead with the first, second question, Muhammad. <laughs> In what season did Kobe Bryant change his jersey number from 8 to 24? A, 2006 to 2007. B, 2005 to, to 2006. Or C, 2004 to 2005. God, I'm never... Oof. You, I would have been better off uh, if you had... Hey, obviously, you don't have to make the questions exactly like this, but that would have been better off if you were saying like in his seventh year or his sixth year or something like that, because I'm, I'm still finding it kind of hard to remember exactly when he got drafted. He spent 20. Actually, let me do the math in my head really quickly. Maybe I can. I'll go ahead and repeat it while you're doing that. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. In what season did Kobe Bryant change his jersey number from eight to twenty four? A, 2006 to 2007, B, 2005 to 2006, or C, 2004 to 2005? Mm. I'm going to go with A. That is correct. Mm. Uh, I kind of <laughs> had to do the math on that one. Uh, like it was loose math, but I wasn't sure. But uh, at least I got that one correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, go to the last question, and we'll meet you on the other side of the Super Bowl where we have results on that and plenty of other great news on sports. 
All right. So what foreign country did Kobe Bryant live in for a number of years? A, Portugal, B, Germany, or C, Italy? That's hard because I think he lived in all of them. But go ahead again. Go ahead and repeat the question and answer it again for me because that's really, really hard. What foreign country did Kobe Bryant live in for a number of years? A, Portugal, B, Germany, or C, Italy? Mm. He was quite versed. He knew seven different languages. Uh, Hmm. I'm going to go with B, Germany. That is wrong. It's oh, Italy. 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 And, uh, <laughs> I really want to get this correct, but I, if he was an army brat, so it's kind of hard to uh, pin down exactly where he was living. In different, I really wanted to get that last one correct for you, uh, Kobe, but uh, we'll go ahead and end it out here. As we do say, rest in peace to the great, late Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gia sorry Gianna Bryant and this rest in peace been, Kobe rest in peace this has been so you think you know sports see you next week